This week, on a special fake outrage report, Steven Spinola, author of a tweet that caused significant controversy, discusses his harrowing experience, which caused him to lose a job he didn't have. Hello once again, boys and girls. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. Phil Causey here with you, as I always am. And my partner in crime, Sandeep Sen. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday, so Phil came out and uh, we yes, had a bunch I of did. friends. Uh, Happy birthday, man. Yeah, so this is the uh, the hangover show. I, got to, <laughs> I kept it in check for the most part. But even when you keep it in check when it's your birthday, I mean, even if you throw away like a five to one ratio of drinks being offered, you're still drinking like, you know. Well, yeah, and we made, the mis- we made the mistake, too, of uh, going to a place where it was another, also a different friend of mine's birthday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friend Rachel. And her group had, like, a deal with the bar where if you had one of their wristbands, you got cheaper drinks. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have extras. So we got to the second place, and we ended up getting extra cheap drinks. So at that point, you were just kind of, you know, you were off the wagon, and it was a good time. Yeah, a uh, <laughs> good time to be had by all. And then I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm back. I played football this morning. We have a little comedian football league. That's basically Indian. Yeah, it's basically either comedians or Indians. I'm the glue that holds this whole league together. <laughs> uh, I had a group of Indians that were playing. My comedian friends had a group of Indian uh, uh, comedians that kind of you know like to do active stuff. We combine forces and we play every Sunday in Long Island. City. Is it ever comedians versus the Indians? No, no, we mix and match. Because, okay, you uh, don't do straight up race war games. No, because <laughs> that that could get ugly. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. And you also uh, went on vacation earlier this week too, right? Yeah, I was in Turks and Caicos for the inauguration. As <laughs> I booked hilarious. this trip two weeks after the after the election, I'm like, I don't want to be there for the build up, the 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 thing, and the aftermath. So Are I left Muslim? Wednesday. No. Oh, okay. Uh, they might I, have banned you anyway just because you're brown. Been like, right. Oh, he's Muslim. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. Um, We're lucky you made it back into the country. I am, I, yeah, in hindsight. That was, <laughs> yeah, I would have had to find another time. new co-host. Yeah. The, no, they, they already lifted the ban. <laughs> so our third guest today, or third guest. Our guest today, Mr. Steven Spinola, how's it going, man? Hey, it's good. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, well, you had an interesting week, too, and that's why we wanted to have you on. Quite an interesting week. Yes. We're yes. doing something a little different this week. We're doing kind of a special edition report here of the Fake Outrage Report. We're not just going to do regular story breakdowns. All right. Next time on a special edition <laughs> of the Fake Outrage Report. <laughs> Usually we have to introduce topics and we have to research the shit out of them. But for the first time, we now have the actual subject of some internet outrage in the room with us. And so, Steve, you sent out a tweet about a week and a half ago. Is that right? It is on the day of the inauguration. Okay, on the day of the inauguration. So, okay, so about a week and a half ago. And what was the tweet? I said that Baron Trump looks like a very handsome date rapist to be. <laughs> and nobody's giving me any credit for calling him handsome. Yeah, I mean, there is a compliment in there, too. No, nobody's, nobody knows how to read or, you know, interpret that tweet. You negged the president's son, though. It's a backhanded compliment. It is uh, a backhanded compliment. Are you trying to bone the president's son? <laughs> no, and that's and that's a huge thing that people were reading into. People were saying that my joke was, uh, pet, like something about pedophilia or something. And I was like, no, it has nothing to do with pedophilia. I mean, I was t- talking about how date rape is not the same as regular rape. I mean, like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not necessarily a square. You know what I mean? Stuff we'll just like agree that. that all rape is bad. Can we? Well, it's all it's all bad, but. It's not the same. It needs to be clear that it's not the same in this situation because people were call people were just misreading the tweet 
and then thinking that somehow it means that I'm a rapist. And then they're going around and like posting on like every video of mine on YouTube that I'm a rapist and like posting that I touch children all over Reddit and mm. just like all these things that are like strangely untrue. And you know, those aren't even the things that I care about. So let's back up a little bit. Well, we hope you don't care about fucking children. Um, <laughs> let's back up a little bit. So set the scene. You were, I'm assuming in your room when you sent this tweet or were you out at a, you know, comedy club? Where were you when you, when you sent off this thought into the universe? I was sitting in my home office watching the inauguration. Okay. Uh, follow up question. Cause I know you're part of the, uh, the cannon boys. Were you high? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not even a question. Uh, um, that's one thing we also like to introduce our guest projects up front, which we didn't do a good time of doing. Uh, do you want us to be talking about the Cannon Boys? Because I know you took all the videos down at this point. Yeah, I took all the videos down off the YouTube just because, like, people were, like, threatening to, like, contact the FBI. And now I have to actually contact the FBI, which kind of <laughs> sucks. He's like, I have to do work now. Which fucking blows. At the time when you sent this tweet, did you think anything of it? Or were you just like, oh, this is one of the 80 tweets I'm sending today. No big deal. Maybe well, yeah, you'll get a couple of chuckles. Dude, honestly, I send, I write a lot of dumb shit all the time. Whenever I write anything political, though, it kind of blows up a little. And then so this time I wrote some, you know, some political, politically, not even politically charged things. I don't know how to explain it. Just things that have to do with somebody that has to do with politics. That makes people mm -hmm. enraged. So this caused a lot of real Yeah, this was very... Like, politics on Twitter are very, very touchy. Like, you can send out just a random tweet that's, like you were saying, even barely related. And people who don't know you somehow find your tweets. People in, like, Missouri and Alabama and shit. And they just start yelling at you and calling you names. And it's crazy. Like, I Twitter mean, is a dangerous place. They're not willing to do enough research to find out that I'm not a writer for Comedy Central. But they're oh. willing to research <laughs> my address, my family members' names. You know, like, things that are, like, so much harder to find than whether or not I work for Comedy Central. But uh, you have to be kind of a, but you have to be a big deal to, for people to care about your tweets, right? I'm, I'm assuming. I don't think I could tweet something and have anyone give a shit. I mean, I've I've spent a long time building my Twitter account. Okay, you know yeah. So mean? let's like, let's back. So like, what like what is your standing on Twitter? How did you how did you get to be get to a point where now your tweets matter? Okay, well, I I, I now have thirty six thousand followers on Twitter. It started off in 2015 in January. I had like a thousand followers probably. And then Evan Jones taught me that I could play hashtag games and make jokes that have hashtags attached to them. And you'll get more followers on Twitter if your jokes are good. And, and if you play the game of Twitter, of, of fishing and following people, trying to get them to be interested in what your content on the internet is. I have a lot of great stand-up videos. So when I post things on Twitter and, and then people see that I have a joke, I follow them back a lot of times if they follow me or I follow people initially to get them to follow me back, send them an automated message through Twitter that sends them to my videos, asking them to like the video and share it if they enjoyed it, stuff like that. It's like, it's just very basic marketing work in terms of entertainment. Yeah. By the way, big shout out to Evan Jones, the very first guest ever to be on the fake outrage report was your partner, Evan Jones. Yeah, huge so, shout-out to Evan Jones. Yeah. I mean, he's the first person to start getting the story out that I was being attacked by these right-wing nutjobs. Well, that's how I found out about it. I saw it on his, on his Facebook, and I was yeah. like, 
what the hell? I'm like, I know that guy. I know Steve. What, yeah. the, what yeah. the hell's going on? So let's back up for a minute and talk about how this outrage sort of was distributed. So the website InfoWars, which is like a far right leaning alternative news site, they ran an article saying that you were a writer for Comedy Central and that you put out this tweet and basically to go fuck your life up. Is that kind of what happened? Well, right. So they knew that they got Katie Rich fired from SNL or at least suspended mm-hmm. indefinitely and her names weren't in, her name wasn't in the credits. So they were like, okay, now let's look for anyone else that's a comedian who has a job and is working and we can get their job taken away too. So they found me. They said, oh, he writes for Comedy Central because I in my bio it said that I was a con- content contributor because Comedy Central has made me sign four release forms to let them use my tweets in sketches and on at midnight. Yeah. And I've given them this content for free. And when I asked them for applications for actual writing jobs, they did not give them to me. Mm. I'm open about the fact that I do not work for them. I never yeah. tried to claim that I work for them. And they should be ashamed, honestly, as a network to not have my back when they they liked a lot of my tweets, but they just didn't like this one. And they didn't like the backlash that they were getting because of it. Yeah. They could have issued a statement that said, we do like a lot of Steven Spinola's tweets enough that we contact him via email to use them in our stuff. But we didn't like this tweet. However, they went around sending direct tweets to these right-wing nutjobs who are literally threatening to murder me and my family, saying mm. that I misled them to believe that I work for Comedy Central, which is not true. Yeah, and I do want to just say one quick thing, too. If you're uh, listening to this and you're not a comic, people, especially in the New York scene, were very, like, funny and dopey about, like, our, our credits. And that's kind of what your, your bio is. Like, oh, I'm a Comedy Central contributor because they've been playing your tweets on at midnight. You know yeah, I mean? because not, people always that, on, on sketches on their website. I I posted emails in, on my Twitter showing that they contacted me, being like, "We like your tweets," on behalf of a writing staff team for a Comedy Central show. Send me tweets or send me emails, being like, "We like your tweets. We want to use them. Can you sign these release forms so that we can use them?" In return, we're gonna send you a fucking sweatshirt. And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." You what know? kind of sweatshirt was it? It was a fucking plain black sweatshirt, and on the very bottom, in, like, tiny writing, it said CC Social Scene, which is the name of the web series. Oh, okay. A six-show web series they used three of my tweets in. And you got a free sweatshirt out of it. I got a free sweatshirt out of it, and and then I got bashed (laughs) to the right-wing media in direct tweets, thrown to the sharks. How did they they find your tweet, uh... In, how did Infowars find your tweet? They just scour the internet. Well, for it's any very, tweets? it's very simple. I mean, t- Twitter is a very simple thing to use, and they use the search tool. They just searched Baron Trump, mm-hmm. and then they searched top tweets. Mine was one of the top tweets. Mine got a lot of traction, over a hundred likes. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "Okay, who's this guy?" So then they start clicking every guy. They say, "Okay, him." It says Comedy Central. He works for Comedy Central, dude. They went after the girl from the blonde chick from Modern Family. Because she posted a picture of Baron Trump, and she said, it looks like he's playing a Game Boy completely uninterested. And they were like, oh, how dare you go after Baron Trump? And she's like, what? They fucking went after another comic in Nevada because he posted that Baron Trump looks like he's not good at Pokemon. (laughs) I mean, it's just crazy stuff. If I were uh, a child of that stature, I'd imagine the security surrounding me wouldn't let me go out and collect Pokemon. So he probably isn't good at Pokemon. If you want to really break it down, 
You know, you'd have to. Could you imagine if Baron Trump played Pokemon Go? There'd be like eight Secret Service guys like circling around him so he could run around and try to catch Pikachus and shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, listen, I'm not going to make any comments on how good or bad he is at Pokemon Go. I don't need any more backlash. <laughs> okay, Phil. But that one's all on me. He may or may not be good at Pokemon. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. These, it's just crazy that these fucking nut jobs, though, they, they, they think that they're. And the thing is, I, I made a mistake because on the first day that they came after me, which was the Monday after the tweet, they really came after me all weekend, people that didn't like the tweet. Mm-hmm. But the real nut jobs came after me when this InfoWars article came out. So let me ask you when you started getting the, the heat, what type of messages besides the death threats were you getting sent? Was it mostly people who were like, you know, don't come after, you know, the president's son? Or was it people who were like, he's 10, leave him alone? Or was it people from the other angle of like, don't make a rape joke? Or was it all three? All three of those. Okay. A lot of people being like, why didn't you make a joke about Obama's kids? A lot of people being like, <laughs> it would rectify the situation if you made a joke about Obama's kids. But also saying you don't make fun of 10-year-olds. Uh, a lot of people being like, you don't make fun of the president's son. However, because you made fun of him now, I hope he does become a rapist and he rapes your mother. <laughs> right? why, is wow. going, why is your mom going on a date with Baron Trump in 10 years? Well, honestly, my, my, mom, my mom has had lunch with the Trump family. My mom and my stepdad, they had lunch with the Trump family when they were on their campaign in Sarasota, Florida. And she has, I think she had lunch with Baron Trump. Not cool. As, like for oh, real. So. Maybe so that, they, that they seed's been planted. Uh, yeah, they, they've met at least, you know. <laughs> they at least have met. Maybe there's some sexual tension. Listen, I, and then I, when people said that, I We're made another joke. We're going to hell joke. for that joke, Sandy. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm going to go to hell for all the jokes I made. I, I doubled down. When people said that he was going to rape my mom, they hope he rapes my mom, I said, well, I hope my mom doesn't get raped. But if she does, I hope it's Baron Trump because his small pee-pee would be painless and we'd get a lot of money in court. <laughs> and that, that made people even more mad. So let me ask, because you said on one of the interviews that you woke up and you had like more than 700 Twitter notifications. Well, and this was at like six in the morning. I woke up because my girlfriend was leaving for work. So, And, and that's not unusual. Having like 800 notifications has happened before, but mm-hmm. it wasn't this evil of a backlash for a tweet. Okay. You know, one time I posted that <laughs> that the, I, didn't, I wasn't excited about the new Nintendo Switch. And somebody freaked out. It was all these ex-Gawker people. It was right after Gawker got taken down. So there's a whole bunch of ex-Gawker journalists and commenters who have a community on Twitter under the hashtag Twinja. So if you type in hashtag Twinja, you'll find all these psychos. So what they do <laughs> is they just go after anyone who has a view that they don't like. So basically, I said, I don't like Nintendo Switch. So then one of them was like, oh, he doesn't like Nintendo Switch. I don't like any of his comedy. Let's all get him. So I had like 800 notifications. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like 800 for you might be normal, but like I'm one of those people that like I don't Twitter that much. And when it comes to other social media, I keep it to myself. So like if I wake up and I have like 12 notifications, I'm like, oh, fuck, somebody's dead in my family or somebody dropped a fucking nuke. You know, like there's I'm always like freaking out. So 700, 800, that's normal for you. You're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I usually get at least a couple hundred a day. And if I have a really good day, man, some days I get thousands. Like one, one day there was a fucking thing that Cyrus, Wait, Thousands of what? Like just, just fucking things Twitter on likes Twitter, and like shit, likes yeah. and comments and whatever. This dude, Cyrus McQueen, he started a hashtag that got stolen by Huffington Post where it was like, Trump your Thanksgiving. And so on, it was like making Thanksgiving tweets about Trump. And I had some that got like 500 likes, 500 retweets and shit. So it was like, 
days like that, I get a lot of notifications. Now, do you ever get a minor amount of hate when you do stuff like that, or was it yeah, just yeah. for the kid? It, it's minor amounts of hate, and mm-hmm. I got minor amounts of hate immediately for the kid, but this was like because this one guy who has a huge following of nut jobs posted about it and then all these other guys who have followings of nut jobs it was waves of guys with followings with nut jobs you know what i mean yeah dude the internet's a, a ugly underbelly that's kind of one of the reasons i don't like twitter because sometimes i'll go on there and i'll drop a few tweets and i'll get this nothing but hate messages back and i'm like oh that's why that's why i don't use twitter all right I'll see the you reason guys later. that you only get these hate messages is because you haven't found the people who like it and when you find a lot of people who like it It'll encourage you to leave things up and not delete them when people are saying... Oh, I don't delete tweets. Oh, I don't, don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. Some Facebook stuff I do, but that's not important. I want to <laughs> note, I wanna note uh, one thing, too. Is It's interesting how people sort of built this outrage up and reacted to it. Because in this show, and son, you might have noticed this. This is a battle tactic that we typically see more from the left than the right. And we don't normally do politics, but we kind of have to a little bit for this episode. When people on the left are offended, they're offended by words and tweets and stuff like that. Whereas people on the right tend to be offended by actions or something that was built or something like that. But usually the right, they don't do petitions and try to get people to lose their jobs. That's more of like a that's more of a lefty thing. Like, the, oh, we're offended, so fire this person. That tends to be a very liberal angle on outrage. Well, and I think it's I think, interesting. I think, but the, the, the fake outrage that we talk about tends to come when people are offended on behalf of a group. Yeah. Um, what's different about this is um, the, the target was a 10-year-old kid who doesn't want to be in the spotlight or is in, is in the spotlight um, because, because it's, I think people who choose to be in the spotlight, they... They deserve or they I think there is an understanding that, you know, any joke about you is is fair game. The thing with this is then people don't want like children and families especially of to be fair game. But yeah. These are, these are so, the same people who are like calling Obama's kids monkeys and right. all these other things. So they have real they really don't have any like real moral compass. They just. It's just by what they like. They just like this one guy. So they're like, oh, he's off limits. His kids are off limits. Yeah. You know, and if you really think about the joke, is it really about the kid or is it about the guy who, who is raising him? I'm calling the dad a date rapist by saying that he looks like a date rapist to be. If you think about it, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Know, well, I, I, I think the, the tweets about Obama's kids do get similar outrage, don't they? In the... I mean, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah. I, was I think never a lot. Hit. I think a lot of the tweets about Baron Trump. I don't know if you, you guys are on Facebook. I'm not, but Evan was telling me that he sees a lot of people just doubling down now that they saw that I'm getting this outrage. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, I'm going to make an even worse Baron Trump joke and hope that I get news articles." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's right because there's a publicity like uh, there's a publicity is good publicity or yeah. you know, yeah, you but did. The people the who get the outrage are the people who are have a specific. Position. So, like, my position that got me the outrage is Comedy Central has used my stuff, and I have a huge following on Twitter. Yeah. When you have any bit of exposure, that's when people are going to come after you and try to take anything you have away from you. Yeah. They try to empower themselves by taking away your power to speak. That's the heart of it, is that you have a lot of followers, right? So, it's not, you're not a normal person. You're a, you're they a, think I'm famous. They think I'm a figure. You're something. You're like in between, right? You're not a you're not a nobody. You have thirty six thousand followers. That's so how then, I feel. But a lot of comedians, they would argue I'm a nobody. I but they would have to admit that you're not a you're 
you you can't be on the same plane as like a as like an actual nobody, someone with zero followers, let's say. I mean, hey, there's a lot of guys who are on TV who have like 170 followers, and I you know I I wonder how any of this stuff works. Yeah, yeah. I, there's some there's some threshold where you become not a normal person. I think. trust me, I, I'll admit I'm not a normal person. I never thought <laughs> yeah. I was. I mean, <laughs> in, in the terms of like Twitter or internet celebrity fame, and then there's some threshold, and I think when that threshold is met. Then you speak with a certain voice, or your 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 messages have a have an audience, and then do does it does it mean you have to like think about more about who your victims are if you are attacking someone? Okay, here's the thing though that's that's where like 800 notifications comes from. It's from people thinking that you're you know not normal, but then hundreds of thousands of people signing a petition on change.org about you, that's where I got surprised. We yeah. That's where I that. said, you know what? This is not normal now. Right. This that's is... where it becomes so weird because you're, you're not... They thought I was more famous than yeah, I was. Yeah, you're not that famous. So then, But then people are conferring even more fame than the than your limited fame. So they Steve, were going to contact my boss at Comedy Central, they said. They, were, they, <laughs> said, they said, them, I'm sending letters to your boss at Comedy Central. You're going to be packing your cardboard box by the end of the day and leaving your desk. And I'm like, how, how do you think comedy works? you think Jerry Seinfeld sits in a fucking desk? I mean, now he does. He has his own desk in his own office. But when he was like a comedian, do you yeah. think that he had like a he desk a at Fox? When, it, yeah. when Seinfeld was on Fox, he had a desk at Fox, the, you know, the building. Yeah, no, he had a fucking table at the diner, just like the rest of us, you know. Um, so was that the point with the Change.org petition where you thought like, oh, fuck, this is kind of blown up. This is huge where this is not normal. Was that the point or was it something before that that tipped you off? It was InfoWars was the first thing. And when I got the first real credible death threats with my address and stuff, I was like, yo. Nah, I deleted the tweets, deleted a bunch of tweets re- regarding it. Mm-hmm. Changed your name. Didn't change my name. I was, I was, I was not going to back down from my Twitter. A lot of people are saying just delete. A lot of people who were liberal or who were on my side who, who follow me on Twitter were saying just delete your account and it'll all blow over and you can come back in a few days. I said, you know what? That's. But then do you lose all your followers? No, nah, you don't lose all your followers. You deactivate your account and, and reactivate it. You just oh, freeze yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you okay. just freeze it. Or you just put it on private or something. I was okay. like, but you know what? Nah. That's that's letting these people this is the thing, is they hate terrorism so much. However, what does a terrorist do? They make death threats and try to instill terror in someone so that they don't do an American thing like use their right to free speech. Like use their Twitter. Or use their Twitter. Yeah, they're trying to intimidate you into silencing you. Exactly. And I yeah. said, I'm not going to allow that. And and the only mistake that I made in this whole situation was apologizing at all. I apologized and empowered these people to think that they can act as terrorists. And the thing is, they continued to act as terrorists and continued the death threats even after I apologized. And that's why I officially retracted the apology. And <laughs> and, and I realized that I... I Did my, you apologize for the apology? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, that, that's the thing is, like, I apologize for the apology because I am not sorry. I'm not. This is, oh, this is the thing is, I was sorry that it had that it was that a joke I made could potentially hurt my family. That's the only thing I was sorry about, and I was sorry that if if Baron Trump somehow saw this tweet, which he shouldn't have in any way, but these people from this right wing media shit, they fucking blast it in his face. They're like, Baron, look what this guy's saying about you. Do you think Baron Trump is fair game for people to make fun of? There's there's got to be a way. Here's the thing. Did you do you do you do you like SNL? Yes. Okay. Do you think it's right that they fired Katie Rich? 
I see. I don't know as far as what the punishment should be. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think we react way too much and I, I, you know what I'll say? I don't think they should have fired her. They shouldn't, but they I do sh- think and they that, should be ashamed. Did you watch in 1994? But I do think it's wrong to attack someone who isn't a, a kid who, who's like not, not put themselves in the spotlight. Okay. I think, I think you should be able to say whatever you want about someone like Melania Trump or Ivanka Trump. Cause they, when, she, when you campaign for a guy, now you're part of the campaign. Now you like, you're in the public eye. Yeah. We need to, to leave to the 10 year olds out of this. I mean, Here's calling someone though. a rapist before they even know how to jerk off is really, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't call him a rapist. I said, he looks like a date rapist to be, he looks like his father. <laughs> A date rapist. That's the joke that I made. Saying someone looks like something is not saying that they are something. I never wish that he becomes a rapist. I never. I hope he doesn't. I, I hope that Donald Trump never actually did any of the things these people say he did. You know what I'm saying? If you watched SNL back in 1994, like I did when Chris Farley was still alive, and he was literally on a, a regarded comedy show on a television network making fun of Mayor Giuliani's son... One of the funniest sketches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that that network has any right to fire this lady for making a joke that she wasn't being paid for. She wasn't on the clock. Her Twitter account isn't being paid for by SNL. That's a per- She's allowed to make jokes as a comedian, and they should be ashamed to not stand behind her in making a bad, even if you think it's a bad joke, you, you should stand behind the comedians. First of all, they're right for free speech, and they're right to not be shut down by terrorists. I mean, that that's the insane thing to me, is that we're empowering these people to think that now anytime anyone says something that they don't like, they can get their job taken away. No matter it's what really it is. scary. Even if you don't have one, like myself. <laughs> well, I think that it's funny that Comedy Central actually had to publicly acknowledge your existence. But that's pretty cool. Out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was cooler. I wish it was in a better light at all. I wish they admitted that they used my tweets in their sketches. You know, I have to be posting their sketches and being like, see, this is where they used it, everybody. And it's like a lot of people don't care. So would you consider this whole experience to be uh, a net gain or do you think this is going to hurt you in the long run? Or do you think it's going to just, you know, kind of even out and blow over? Well, here's the thing. This is, you know, this is a, a, something that I am never going to really be sure of un- until things pan out like i don't know if i if i have an opportunity to get a job and i don't get it because of it then yeah it's gonna hurt me so far i've gotten more followers out of it and i've gotten more followers on facebook and, yeah and thirty-six thousand, you know uh hits on facebook like views for anything i've been posting lately i mean that's that's way better than i've been doing on facebook especially you know i i think that it's probably going to help me get exposed to people. I'm going to keep the fire going. I'm working on a film now. I was working on a couple years ago and I'm going to continue to work on it. And this will be part of the film now. And I think that this adds like a climax to it. And I need people to know like Katie rich. She's going to be fine. She was already famous. Dan Harmon offered her a job pretty immediately when this happened to her. Yeah. I saw that. And good for her by the way. And good on him. Yeah. But I'm not going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be sitting here, still have no job, still struggling to try to get my first credits. And, like, people are going to look into me and say, oh, he lied to com- he lied about working for Comedy Central. Like, that's not going to help me get work. That's not, no, Dan Harmon's yeah. not reaching out to me to be like, oh, yeah, I want to help the guy who Comedy Central is calling a liar. You know? Yeah. 
So I'm trying to get as many people as I can to share what's been going on, share the story. I mean, this could happen to any of you guys, to especially any comedian in the you know in the New York scene, the L.A. scene, Chicago scene, any of these scenes where like people are getting offered any small time thing from any network. It's like you know I'm getting emails from Comedy Central from. Viacom asking me to use my sketches and then they throw me to the sharks and direct tweets to the people who are threatening to murder my family. It's not like I'm okay with that and I don't think any comedian should be okay with that. And to be fearing a network because you want to work for them like and not share the fact that some guy who's at like a level similar to yours who's fighting for something like as important as free speech is sickening to me. Okay, very powerful words there. And let me ask, and if this is crossing the line, I apologize. You can tell me to fuck off. But was there any point where you, when you were receiving these death threats that you thought like, oh, fuck, that one's credible. I got to call the cops right now. Like my mom's yeah, yeah, in danger like, or my sister or whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, like I, I had to, I mean, that's the thing. I like, I didn't know who to take them to because like my local police are not going to help. <laughs> Like I'm, I don't know. I don't know if you ever tried to call the police around here. They don't help. They're not helpful. It's true. I've called in noise complaints. They haven't done shit about it. Yeah, like so. I, I do. I have taxi drivers who literally park in front of my driveway, cause, and they they will not move. And then I have to fight with them like verbally, and then they tell me that they're gonna like kill me because they're from like Africa and stuff, and they've never like you know lived by any laws. I'm not on the grid, motherfucker. You can't get me. No, like some guy some, was one. The last guy I fought with, he straight up looked me in the eyes with a look of like I've killed five men before like are you, are you kidding me right now and i so, so i fight with these people and i have to call the cops on them and the cops they come sometimes sometimes they don't and when they do come they're like please don't call us <laughs> they don't want to do any paperwork at all so i had to go to a lawyer and be like yo what do i do about all these threats and he was like you have to go to the long island fbi wow so i have to like i have to print out every threat now that's like credible and i have to drive to the long island fbi I have to, like, talk to someone there and be like, this is what happened. Well, this is all kind of scary. And also, were most of the threats directed towards you, or were some of them, like, saying, like, we're going to kill your family, or or was it like, what's the ratio here? It was like, yeah, like 99% things that people wanted to do to me with baseball bats. It was a a big (laughs) baseball bat fetish going on. How many rape jokes did you get? Was it like 50-50? Like a lot of people were like, I want to see you get raped. A lot of people want to see me get raped, see my mother get raped. Like, uh, which is strange. Yeah, <laughs> there, should strange. New, there should be a new category on like Pornhub. Uh, you know, I think it already people is. Who've made of, people who've made uh, offensive jokes getting raped. <laughs> a lot of people saying that, that, that my, there a lot of people saying that my girlfriend has sex with other men and makes me watch. Just saying that. Isn't that a cuck, right? That, that's what a lot of people say. saying that, but a lot of people yeah. explaining it in full-on words, just like saying, like, <laughs> you, like, yeah, you, your girlfriend has sex with other men and makes you watch. Just saying that. Just people just saying that to me. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of weird things. A lot of, like, I posted one where there's, like, a little white dog was the profile picture, and the guy's like, I hope I see you on the street. It'll be a good time. And I'm like... Man, yeah, seems- that would be a really good time. I love Little White Dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a huge fan of Little White Dog. That's off- also awfully vague. It might be a good time, you know? Well, a lot of the threats are vague. That's the thing. So some of them are vague and not credible death threats, but a lot But that's the thing is the amount of threats that I've been getting is so scary. There is a, a large number of number of credible death threats. So uh, what's your over-under? 100,000? Probably 100-something. 
So a hundred and change that are credible enough to where you're like, fuck, I need federal protection. Yeah, dude, people that's being, scary. Wow, I mean, that's, that's scary, scary to get a hundred. All, all I mean, because of a twenty-one I mean, death yeah, threat. Yeah, yeah. And just have to see so dude, much of that. Yeah, and publicly, that's, people posting publicly that they have a gun. One guy posted on Twitter, an actual just a tweet. I reported it. He's like. I have a gun, Ontario Improv, come up. I've been waiting for an excuse to kill one of you liberals. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. You're like, you just post that on Twitter? It's it's so odd that if they're they're upset with you for making a tasteless joke on Twitter and then they and then they they threaten, you know, to kill you on looking, Twitter. And they threaten like crimes and the, 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 these like, are murderers <laughs> looking for an excuse. They don't yeah. care. They don't care that I'm not a liberal and I've never voted. They don't care that this has nothing to do with a liberal agenda. They just they were literally just murderers who are looking for an excuse to be a murderer. You know, I, I, I like I can't believe this whole thing happened. I really don't like being at the like I don't like being a part of issues. I don't march for stuff. I never do. I don't vote. And now I'm at the forefront of an issue. Yeah, and you send uh, that day where you sent that tweet out that set the world on fire. How many other tweets do you send out that day? Eighty, a hundred? It was probably a minor thing in your head when you put it up, right? Oh my god, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't tweet at him or at real Donald Trump. I didn't post it at the Trump family. I really didn't want him to see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then these people are sending me all these things to my direct email. Some people found my phone number texting me. People from our my area code texting me. Being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, yo, in my area code? That's fucked up. That's close to home, man. Dude, yeah, we're in a liberal state, too. That's crazy. Yo. I yeah. honestly just found all the worst people on the internet. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah, you did. Uh, well, see, usually when we wrap up the show here, we uh, we give our guests the opportunity to let off some steam on something they're mad about. <laughs> uh, I feel like but, we've already crossed man. that uh, check mark <laughs> off. But do you have any parting thoughts here as part of this outrage adventure that you've been on this last <sighs> week, Steve? My parting thoughts are, if you're listening to this, please share what's been going on with me. Don't let the story go unheard, and don't let it just, like, be something that blows over. Because when people search my name in the future, they're going to find all of this stuff, and they may not do their due research and realize that it was all some garbage made up against me. And... I, I just hope that you would want to fight for your First Amendment right. If you're a comedian, you should be fighting for your right to make a dumb, bad joke in the future and not have to worry about your family's safety because of it. And if you're not a comedian, you should be sharing it because you want to be able to say whatever you want and not lose your fucking job. It's just a crazy thing. Well, and also, too, um, you talk about losing jobs. It's also when you're applying for new jobs because I know that a lot of employers, they just they Google your name. That's what I'm saying. So now, I've, if I've you Google your fucking name, now there's going to be an article on Infowars with a fucking rape joke yeah. right across the Thank front. You. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But this is the thing is that I've been applying for jobs since like two years. I've been applying for jobs for two years. I haven't gotten a single interview. It's not easy for me to get a job as is. Now, I'm never You mean in comedy? In comedy, in anything. Video production, any, literally anything. Temp work. I haven't gotten temp work. In, the one job I got was through Daniel Raderstrong. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he had an improv friend who was able to get us jobs at Shea Stadium during the World Series giving out stuff before the game. Mm -hmm. And I got paid 15 bucks an hour for like a few hours. That was the last job I've had. And that was it. Like I can't get job. No one gives me interviews. Nobody wants to hire me as is. If you Google me and you find all my Twitter stuff, people are like, I don't want to employ that anyway. 
now, <laughs> they really don't want to employ that. I'm really screwed now. So it would really help if you guys shared this story. And the thing is, look out for my film. I really, I really want to make a good film, and I want to put it in film festivals, and I'm going to call it How I Got Fired from All the Jobs I'll Never Have. <laughs> so look for that in a couple years of the film festivals. You can follow Steve online at Mr. Underscore McStevie. And on all other social media as well, Instagram, Snapchat, at Mr. Underscore McStevie. That's right. Keep the death threats to a minimum. Help the brother get a job. You can follow us anytime you'd like at Fake Outrage Rep. Drop us an email at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts today? Uh, safe tweeting out there. <laughs> Practice safe tweeting, kids. Until next time, peace and love.